0: My next guest is taking the world by storm. She has inspired women of all ages to be their own heroes by getting fit and adopting a healthier lifestyle. She recently celebrated her 71st rotation around the sun. And in many ways, she is just getting started. Her winning spirit is infectious and it's impossible to be near her and not feel pure joy. She has been seen on several television shows, including Access Hollywood, The Chew, HBO's Insecure, The Steve Harvey Show, and The Doctors. She embodies the notion that age is not a factor. Coming up next on the 40 Plus Files, celebrity chef, restaurateur, and fitness enthusiast, Chef Babette Davis. Welcome to the show. Chef Babette, how are you? I'm wonderful, sweetheart. How are you? I'm great. You're looking amazing as always. Oh, you so sweet.
1: Thank you. Girl, look, this is ba- the bathing suit top for
0: my, my 71st
1: <laughs> bathing suit photo shoot. I was like, oh, I need a blue top.
0: Let me go get this little bathing suit oh, top and yes. put this on with my little blue Yes. Pants. <laughs> so you had a, a photo shoot for your 71st birthday. My 71st birthday oh, bathing
1: suit. Goodness. yeah, yeah.
0: Yes, you look <laughs> just amazing. We're gonna get into all thank of that, but thank you. Um, wow, I'm just so excited to have you on the show. The show I'm is called. Here. The show is called the Forty Plus Files, and you are a whopping seventy-one, and you just you look gorgeous. Wow! So we're gonna get into so much. Um, I'm just so glad that you're on the show. Um, so one of the first questions that I always ask my guests is, how did you view aging when you were in your twenties? Girl, that's a good question. <laughs> well,
1: first of all, you know, I thought people that were 70 years old was old as hell. So it's like, look. <laughs> Ooh, 70. well, and when you're in your 20s, 30 years old, you know, yes. um, but I think I had um, a lot going on when I was in my 20s um, and I really didn't uh, do a whole bunch of thinking about Going further, I, it was all about what was happening right now. My my husband, he's deceased now. My my daughter's father, he was a heroin addict and the an alcoholic.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I had my daughter at age twenty one. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't go to a university. I didn't go to college. So really, I wasn't too much thinking about what what I, it was going to be like when I got older. I was thinking about how am I going to eat today. Yes. And that's pretty
0: much what it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a common answer. You know, in our 20s, yeah. we're kind of, you know, we're flying by the seat of our pants, you know.
1: And <laughs> taking everything for granted. The whole age thing. I ain't thinking about age. I'm thinking about how I'm going to eat. Am I going to have to pay rent? Am
0: I, <laughs> I'm, I here? I am with a drug addict and an alcoholic. Oh, my wow. God. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. a lot. So I usually ask women if they had an epiphany after they turned 40, but you're 71. Did you have an epiphany at any age, any of the milestone years? Let me
1: just say this to you. When I got to be in my uh, late 60s, I think that is the time that I really started to appreciate my journey thus far. Yes. I, realize, I have a lot of key people I went to school with, you know, baby boomers. Mm-hmm. And you know what's happening with us right now yeah. uh, because of the way we did not care for ourselves. Uh, the lack of knowledge, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so when I got into my late 60s and started losing people around me, that was when I realized, hold on, mama. Keep on practicing the self-love and the self-care. I don't care what nobody says to you. Longevity has its place, but ain't nothing like quality. Mm. Nothing like quality. I couldn't take my mama to the grocery store unless she was on that. That that cart mm-hmm. was her walker. Mm. Um, double knee replacement. My Both breasts, cancer in both breasts. My mother went through it. Mm -hmm. I watched all of this Mm -hmm. and I realized I made the transition to be vegan when I turned 40. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But um, it really got it really I really appreciated where I was in my late 60s,
0: late 60s. Wow. Now, speaking of your mother, um, you grew up in well, you actually grew up in L.A., but your mom is from. Uh, was from North Carolina, from the South, North Carolina. Yeah. But despite her health huh? challenges, despite her health challenges, she lived to be 93 years old. So do you uh, yeah. attribute that mm-hmm. to, to genetics or do you attribute that you to know, genetics?
1: Her mother passed, her mother died when she was in her 40s.
0: Oh, wow. So, um,
1: I, you know, I, I attribute it to a strong woman. Um, that just had, uh, my mother used to claim this, I refuse to go before I'm 104. Well, <laughs> she, didn't, <laughs> she didn't quite make 104, but 93, she was doing good. You know yes. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think her eating got to be a little bit better. That offered her some, you know, more time, I think, yes. mm-hmm. um, but I think after she had the stroke and I had to open the restaurant and she couldn't be with me every single day, mm-hmm. that was when I lost her.
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah. Now um, yeah. being from the south, because both my parents are from the south, and I know how they get down as far as food and cooking. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so what What about that? So, how did you grow up eating?
1: Uh, everything from the rooter to the to The, the only <laughs> thing I didn't. Eat, I, <laughs> the ears and the feet and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but girl I clean chitlins I mean we always had chitlins in our time mm-hmm. and um I remember when I would eat them of course I was miscombining everything I'm eating coleslaw uh a uh, pig's intestines mm. I'm eating greens wow um I'm doing, I'm doing all this stuff at one sitting and Mm -hmm. wondering why I've got acid reflux. And
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I thought I was, I thought it was an allergy. Wow. It was an allergy. Mm -hmm. I was trying to eat too much. (laughs) Trying trying to eat every species uh, 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 meal in one sitting. Come on now. Yeah. That's what it was. But I really, we ate everything. My mother, my mother believed in. She ate pork, she ate beef, we ate it, mm-hmm. it all. I had eczema, asthma, though. Mm-hmm. So I suffered a bit, especially with the dairy and my, a lot of refined sugar. My skin was a wipeout. Ooh, child, mm-hmm. I had the rash so bad. Kids on the street called me Rashi Moon. They used to stand in front of my house and sing a song. Wow. Rashi Moon, Rashi Moon. Rashy wow. Moon. I had the eczema everywhere. Wow. Swollen. Yeah, I was, I was uh earaches. Oh my Lord. I can remember my mother putting uh taking a white cotton cloth filled with table saw, mm-hmm. putting it in a cast iron skillet so I could lay it on my skin, hot as I could stand it. And girl, the the pus coming out of my ears as wow. a child.
0: Oh, I was goodness.
1: I was ooh, honey.
0: Wow. I sick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, but you you've come through quite a, a bit on your journey. Yeah. So you were a hairstylist and a flight attendant. Um mm-hmm. so tell me about that. You know, I had one of my guests who's now a therapist, she was a flight attendant for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. <laughs> well,
1: I um when I was in Denver, um I, I called, I thought my husband and I could could have a new start, you know, I getting him out of LA because. In the early 60s, they dumped all that heroin in, in the community. We lived on the east side of L.A., right by Central Avenue, Washington Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And they dumped all them drugs in our community back then. Right. And so many of our young brothers were hooked on heroin. Young brothers and sisters, not just the dudes. It was the girls, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And he he fell victim to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, he wasn't really good at drinking because you knew he had something to drink. If he just drank a beer, Mm -hmm. his personality would just change because otherwise he was a really nice, nice brother. Um, So we moved over to Denver thinking, yeah, you know, we did a fresh start. It didn't change too much. He got more into the drinking. He was doing less of the heroin. But he became more of an alcoholic, if you mm-hmm. will. Mm-hmm. And uh then crack cocaine surfaced. Yeah. yeah. And he he dipped in that a little bit, but he was more into the alcohol and he didn't work a lot. So life became very difficult. Mm-hmm. I became a hairstylist. I went to beauty school, became a hairstylist, did that, worked for European salon, learned a lot around a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Um so it got me out of where i i lived and it moved me to a different side of the world so i could see people differently and they lived differently i had my first experience with skiing mm-hmm. um as i hung out with these europeans mm-hmm. um they took me to my first european restaurant you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying mm-hmm. and, and yeah. they're serving me all these different it was all high end and i learned a lot um in that experience then i did um Went ahead and interviewed to become a flight attendant with Frontier Airlines, became a flight attendant and really didn't look back. Um, That was real, real good for me. That Mm -hmm. was a good opportunity to be able to travel Mm -hmm. and just meet so many different people. You know that's important. You know it's important for us to get out of our environment because we get rutted out. And we feel like all there is to life is what we're dealing with on a daily basis. And just those experiences, becoming a flight attendant, a hairstylist, just opened up so many, so many avenues and doors for me.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, anytime you're dealing with people on a regular basis and you're meeting people from all around the world, you're learning so yes. much too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you talked about your health issues, you dealt with digestive issues, asthma and skin disorders that you had prior to changing your eating habits and lifestyle. So did you notice a change right away when you went vegan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right away. Wow. right
1: away. What I noticed the, the very first meal my um my my husband Rondo Davis uh prepared for me um was uh a vegan meal. It was basically string beans, okay. it was uh Wheat, some type of crack wheat bread, little brown rice, mm-hmm. some tofu that I kept calling chicken, and <laughs> a salad. And I know he kept saying this ain't chicken, and but I I ate the meal and I was just amazed at how good I felt. And then, by he gave me a, some books to read. He had autographed copies of Fit for Life, um, mm-hmm. autographed by Harvey and Marilyn Diamond. So, and he mm-hmm. had the hardback. So he's like, "Give my book back." So, of course, I had to get through it. But, girl, I learned so much in those books, volumes one and two. I had no idea about the aluminum in our deodorant and our toothpaste and Mm -hmm. all the crap that they do, all the chemicals that they use. And that's when I understood, you don't just go pick up a package of food and ingest it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Don't worry about so much the uh, uh, nutritional information. Yes. Go to the ingredients. And if there's a bunch of words on it that you can't pronounce,
0: mm-hmm.
1: maybe you ought to think twice about ingesting that.
0: Wow. So. Yes. Now, so you were 40 <laughs> at this time and you said that your husband mm-hmm. prepared this meal for you. He was yes. he
1: vegan at the time. No, he was not vegan, but I, I decided to transition after he, uh, after I read the books. Wow. And he came right along. We were just kind of beginning dating at that time, mm-hmm. but he came right along with me. And we both, we transitioned at the same time. He's 73 now, mm-hmm. uh, about to be 74. And um, you know where I am. So. Yes. Yeah.
0: Does it? So does it doesn't look
1: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we're both healthy. We're both, we're both healthy and, and really sweetheart, more than anything for the both of us mm-hmm. is, um quality. Um, yes. You know, looks is fine. We're all going to look like we look. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, I, aesthetics uh, kind of annoy me uh-huh. uh, a little bit in our society because I find us to be extremely superficial. Uh-huh. And we, we're we not really dealing with what's more important, which is how we feel physically. Uh-huh. Um, and all we do is uh, run around here trying to look like somebody else i think i don't know what it is so yes. for me my husband's aging like he's aging yes. in his family mm-hmm. they they get the puppy under the eyes even the kids mm-hmm. so what right he ain't on no medication mm-hmm. he's still strong as heck so for me he looks great
0: yes yes <laughs> you know what
1: i mean i'm so not glad you said that i'm yeah i'm not i don't trip on on the whole how he look a how because people get off on, on me like you. Yes. I'm walking this journey called life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Yes. I don't, I, I've been smiling and laughing a lot, baby. So <laughs> I, I got the loose puffing under here, And I, <laughs> look, the, <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm going to get some lines in my face. Yes. I'm okay with that. All of that speaks to my journey. it ain't got nothing to do with, it's my walk. It's my journey. I get to wear so many different faces in a lifetime if I'm lucky enough to be here. I don't look like I look when I was 40. Guess what? I don't look exactly like I look when I was 60. Mm -hmm. I live
0: on the planet Earth. Yes. I'm so glad you said that because I just read an article, um, Angela Bassett, who's 63, Who's Mm -hmm. you know beautiful as everyone knows? But she's she was talking about how annoyed that she gets when people tell her that she looks good for her age. She says that she hates when people say that because she said that everybody (laughs) I do too. And I wrote about it because I think it's so interesting. She says that you know, people tell her all the time, you look good for your age, you look so good for your age. And she's trying to say, Listen, I take care of myself, and that's what's important. So the health aspect in her eyes it's what's important. But I used to say that all the time too, that people are so, you know, Oh, 50 is the new 30 and 60 is the new 40. They're so uh, used to trying to look good on the outside, but the inside is all jacked up. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute.
1: I'm 71 years old. Yes, I don't need to look like my 21 year old granddaughter. Mm-hmm. I don't need to look like her. Yes. I have been through some shit. Girl, I've been cold <laughs> cocked before. I've been picked up and body slammed. Wow. I've had somebody take my head and run it through a wall. You understand? Mm. I don't have to look like a 21-year-old. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that wasn't my journey.
0: Yes. I must yes. have
1: a couple of little stress lines. Mm-hmm. But how dare you tell me I look good for anything?
0: Yes. yes. Guess
1: what? It's not you look good to be that age. It's the way you're supposed to look, practicing self-love and self-care. It has nothing to do with anything but that. Now, if you go out there, you up all night long drinking and smoking and beating yourself up, then that's your journey. That's your walk. Let me tell you, the other day I fell asleep a little after five. (laughs) in the evening i didn't wake up till 10 to go to the bathroom and then went back to sleep and i get my (laughs) breath so i'm looking just the way a 71 year old is supposed to look that Mm -hmm. cares for herself Calm down, down. everybody. And guess what? Mama ain't putting on eyelashes that look like bushes every day. No. (laughs) I'm struggling trying to get these eyebrows on right because, you know, when you get a certain age, you lose all that hair because you've been tweezing and stuff. So I'm trying to make twins out of eyebrows when there ain't no hair. I hate this. I don't even know why these kids start drawing these things on. Everybody's eyebrows look exactly the same. I can't, I can't even partly get in there they put these bushes on their eyelashes, yeah. walking around here with... I, I always know what age they are. I little girl was in the store the other day. She and Manny and my granddaughter, she had them eyelashes on them perfect eyebrows. I said, how old are you? Mm-hmm. I'm 20. I said, I knew. <laughs> I don't even know you, <laughs> but I know how y'all look. <laughs> All y'all got the same eyebrows and the same eyelashes.
0: Yes. Eyebrows are supposed to be twins. I'm like, yeah, right. Mine's are barely cousins. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my wow. goodness. So I, I love it. So you're so energetic and. <laughs> Talk about how you discovered the power of food combining and how to avoid improper combinations of food.
1: You know, I am so grateful to Harvey and Marilyn Diamond. Mm -hmm. I don't even think they're still together. One of them may may not even still be with us. Mm -hmm. Um, But for putting that information out, girl, that is why it is so important. When you learn something, Mm -hmm. share it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Share it because... That 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 saved my life. It mm-hmm. really did. I didn't know what was wrong with me. We are the only species that I know of that has to medicate after we eat. That mm-hmm. don't make no sense. That does wow. not make sense. You you got this book. You got your Bible, and you mm-hmm. believe in this, and you can you can uh, quote scripture to me all day long.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But don't go on it. What about taking care of what is real? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I learned how to combine my food and all of that misery, all of that misery went away. It really did. The intelligence didn't create us and not give us a diet. It gave every other species a diet. It gave every other species a diet. So we have one too. Mm -hmm. And, And guess what? We don't have the teeth. We don't have what it takes to go out there and attack a cow, tear it (laughs) apart, and just eat it on the spot. That ain't how we roll. Right. We got to make sure we got some factory farming, Mm -hmm. and they feed it whatever they want to feed it. Then Mm -hmm. they take it, and they kill it and scare it to death. And then they want to package up the meat Mm -hmm. and sell it to me. No, thank you. Because guess what? I can nourish myself by picking my food right off of a tree. And that is how the intelligence set it up for me. I ain't got to go through all that. I don't have to attack a cow or a sheep or a pig and try to devour it right there on the spot. I don't have to do that. And I'm healthy as all get out eating the way I eat. Fruits, vegetables, those are my go-to. Seeds, nuts. Talk about me if you want to, but (laughs) It works.
0: <laughs> hey, it, it, it works, works. You know, and like it you said, works. it's it, it's different for everyone because I stopped eating beef and pork twenty five years ago, and right. I and I told people I said, you know, I'm not saying that this is for everybody. I'm saying that this is how I was. It's led. for you, right? This is how I was led. So that that's really important. So you talk about this book so much, fit for life. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, and so you, you said know this about is the, it, right? So, no, go ahead and share. Well,
1: Fit for Life was the one that it was um, for me. It, it, they had volumes one and two. Okay. And I was coming from a real ignorant space. I, I all of the stuff that I learned in that book, I had no knowledge of. I really did not, and it motivated me to read both books. Okay. And basically, it taught me what I had been doing. Now, little girl, I never knew. That a sandwich, Mm -hmm. meat and bread was a bad combination. Mm. It taught me that a carbohydrate should be eaten with a vegetable, Mm. that a protein should be eaten with a vegetable, Mm -hmm. but you should never eat the carbohydrate and the protein together.
0: Wow.
1: I never knew that. I never knew that. Mm -hmm. That is a bad combination. Mm -hmm. There takes one digestive enzyme to break down a protein. Mm -hmm. It takes a different digestive enzyme to break down a carbohydrate. And once you put it all together in your stomach, mm-hmm. the stomach cannot separate the meat from the carbohydrate so it can so it can digest it properly. No, you got it all mixed up there together. And you wondering why you belching and mm-hmm. having sour spit mm-hmm. coming up mm-hmm. and going to either my doctor say, i got to take these. Here's Mr. Tums, mm-hmm. and I got to do all this and medicate myself. Mm-hmm. After I eat, that is not proper. So this book, these books, and then for the book to teach me about, I didn't know that my deodorant didn't need to have aluminum in it. I didn't know that. I didn't know the big aluminum myth, where -hmm. it all came from, why they started dumping it in our water and putting it in everything, Mm -hmm. because they found it somewhere in Texas. It was natural. And now all of a sudden, the aluminum companies... Hey, we got a whole bunch of aluminum. Maybe we could just start putting it everywhere.
0: <laughs> wow!
1: <laughs> so I learned. I know I sound crazy, but I learned that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Nobody was going to teach me that, right? Knowledge is power. You you're an educator. Mm-hmm. You better seek it out.
0: Absolutely. You better
1: you better you better understand some things because knowledge is power and it will save your life. Absolutely. Stop, stop. And I hate it when we're ignorant. I hate it when we we stand back and it's like, well, I got to have mine. I no, that you. There's certain things you trust, and other things you do not trust. Yeah. Just, you need to question all of it
0: yes <laughs> yes if you didn't,
1: if you didn't grow it
0: mm-hmm. you better
1: question it yes because they're doing some janky stuff right now that's just not cool now somebody sent me a product <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago
2: mm-hmm.
1: a food product we're having a challenge right now on the planet
2: mm-hmm.
1: with orangutans and palm oil.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: can't contribute to the devastation. So right I mean, right i stopped eating bacon
0: mm-hmm. i don't
1: have to have no bacon not if you're gonna go to where the orangutans live mm-hmm. and the, the way they handle in the forest mm-hmm. right now they're just tearing up everything they don't know yes. how to do stuff in small quantities everything is just a whole bunch all at once yeah and that is what's happening with the human the mm-hmm. species and the home we're mm-hmm. greedy we don't know how uh, uh, enough is enough. We don't have to take it all. You don't have to go to Africa, China, and try to get all the natural resources
0: <laughs> out of Africa. Yeah. And
1: then decide Africans don't need to be there. Come on. Yes. It's just, it's the way we think as humans. We're so, mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Yes. I, uh, yes, I do. I, love I do it. know. I, I know, I know, you know, (laughs) you do, you sure do, you know. I know. You know. Um, So, yes, you learned about these food combinations, and so you opened a restaurant that I hope to visit when I come out to L.A. You will definitely (laughs) better come and visit me. (laughs) And it's called Stuff I Eat. And you know what we did, girl? Yes, we just, that's what we did. We
1: decided, okay, I'm not a chef. My Mm -hmm. husband wasn't a chef. Um, we decided, OK, we gonna share with people mm-hmm. what we eat because veganism in the early 90s. That was kind of new mm-hmm. for that time. And um, we had some good food. When we got married, I was telling my husband, well, maybe we should have some chicken. He said, do we eat chicken? I said, no. He said, well, then we didn't eat chicken. <laughs> so we had an entire vegan meal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Married him in 1992. Nobody complained. So. Um, yeah, uh, I don't even know where I was. Mm-hmm. Hell, but so, what, no, that's okay. Talking.
0: You were talking about the <laughs> restaurant, how you came up with the Oh, menu. how we decided to yes. to do that. Yeah,
1: so the food was good. We just decided to um share what we ate, and that's what we do right today. That's wow. exactly what we do right today. You know, we 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 loved uh wild rice, we used to just have wild rice tacos, it was less expensive to purchase the blend, so now we do. Most of our stuff has rice, beans, tofu, like the tacos, the burritos, Mm -hmm. the quesadillas, the enchilada pie. Mm -hmm. All of those we serve with rice, beans, tofu. That right there is kind of helping on shelling out the money buying product. Um, We also have a soul food platter Mm -hmm. and we make our own. Nut burger patties. Uh, i just have a desire mm-hmm. to know what's in my patty. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all fresh stuff. I I I look, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know what, how you making your burger. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're putting in there, but I know what's in mine, so I'm just right. gonna stick with mine. So we decided we weren't gonna go with the plate meats and all that kind of stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you can name every ingredient that's in a dish, in other words. Wow. Wow. And that's the way we decided to keep it. We ate clean. We wanted to serve clean. Yeah. That now we sense. may be a little old school because there's a bunch of vegan restaurants. And I don't, I you know what? I don't have a problem with it mm-hmm. because what I feel is the sooner we can all get away from murdering and slaughtering animals and mm-hmm. ruining our planet to eat, mm-hmm. the better. So yes. some of these people going to come out here with some chemicals and what we, we look, we drinking chemicals in the water. We mm-hmm. bathing in chemicals. We breathing chemicals in the air. Mm-hmm. You know, these people just love them some chemicals. <laughs> so I mean, you know, stuff I eat. We make our own food, but everybody else out there, if you can get away from the meat, mm-hmm. you're helping.
0: Okay. Good. What's your favorite dish on the menu at your restaurant? Right now,
1: right now we're doing a quinoa bowl. And I'm actually really, really enjoying the quinoa bowl. Mm. Now, um, I don't eat like tons of um, cooked food. I do a little better, staying closer to juicing and raw and stuff like that. But I eat. I eat cook. I cook mm-hmm. it at work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I try not to do a whole bunch of it. It's just mm-hmm. not something that I want to do. Um, but I just make sure that I keep it clean. For my customers keep it right for them, okay. You
0: know, yeah. yeah, so do you all come up with everything that's on the menu? Is it something that you, yeah, okay? Wow, that's yeah, amazing. like, like
1: right now, we're getting ready to young it up because young people they just they just got a different palate. So, yeah. we're gonna start having some. Uh, um, I got an air fryer, mm-hmm. so we're gonna uh do some um fried uh, uh broccoli, girl. Mm-hmm. That fried broccoli be tasting like chicken, child. So, <laughs> you know, we're gonna do some fried make us a nice batter, do some fried broccoli. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some um, uh, sweet potato fries and mm-hmm. some regular French fries. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just kind of nice to have French fries. If somebody was just wants, we're going to start selling patties. Mm-hmm. We haven't been selling patties, and I love patties. I can at least sell spinach and cabbage patties. Yes. Those kind of things where people want to come in and they don't want to spend no more than 6 or $7 on something and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. We need to have that. So, yeah. you know, it's time for us to freshen things up, too. He's 73. I'm 71. Okay, old people, come on. Can you young it up? Can you young it up? Yeah, we like the soul food, but can you young it
0: up a little bit? So, I, anyway. You know, I, I love an air fryer. I love, I love my air fryer. I mean, it's stone. I way. bet you do. They're wonderful. Aren't yes, they? Oh. yes, they are. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So that's amazing. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll enjoy whatever, whatever's on the menu. Yes, you're gonna love it. Don't worry <laughs> about it. I got you. I got you. So do you believe in the saying that your health is your wealth? Yeah, I believe that. Okay. I I believe that. I believe that. Yes, definitely. Because we,
1: we tend to always feel like wealth has to do with the money. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: No, that ain't the only wealth there is. Mm -hmm. I feel wealthy as hell. I could be a billionaire child (laughs) as good as I feel. Let me tell you. I feel so good on a daily when anything is wrong with me, I'm going to feel it. Like if I'm dehydrated, Mm -hmm. I drink a lot of stuff, but there's something about H2O that we, it's a must human people. You got to drink water. Absolutely. Um, I will have a low back pain. And the reason I know it's dehydration. Because when I slam down the water, Mm -hmm. guess what happens to the back pain? Mm -hmm. It goes away. Now, if I was on a bunch of meds, I may not even realize I had a back pain. Mm -hmm. I don't do that. right? I keep it so I know exactly how I feel every single day. And lately I've been challenged with water. Drink water, y'all. Drink water. I don't care what Google say. Google try to say, well, everything that you drink, uh, helps to hydrate you. Ain't mm-hmm. nothing like H two O. Period. Yeah. Not coconut
0: water. Mm-hmm. Not nothing. H two mm-hmm. O. You the teacher? H- yes. yep. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. oh Hey man, I'm an, I'm I'm in complete agreement. Water is life. I was just telling it's my life. daughter that yesterday because she drinks a lot of water. And I tell her that most kids they're drinking juice and all this stuff. I'm she proud prefers of her. water.
1: Tell her to keep it so. up. <laughs>
0: So serious. Yes. Yes. It it really is. So how do you find eating consciously? Because I know that you're big on conscious eating. So how do you define conscious eating?
1: Um, First of all, life begets life. I don't know how we nourish ourselves. If all we eat is death. Hmm. Okay. Now I am conscious of that, whenever you subject your food to temperatures above 115 or 17 degrees Fahrenheit, Mm -hmm. you are killing the life in that food. The live enzymes are going to die. Mm -hmm. It's those enzymes that we need and we kill them off Mm. through the heat. So that is why I said to you, I do a lot of juicing I like I'll take I I can't eat the amount of vegetables that I juice Mm -hmm. in a green drink. Mm -hmm. I can't eat that many vegetables, Mm -hmm. Um, but I can juice it. And the nutrients are going to reach the cellular level almost instantly because it's pre digested. I have separated the juice from the fiber. So Mm -hmm. there is no digestion. I drink it. And I get all the benefits of the nutrition. That is why I juice, juice guru. But um, <laughs> in terms of eating, I know the difference. Like if you eat, say, for instance, all you're having, you're having your veggie, you're having a, a, a carbohydrate, mm-hmm. um, and 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 then you turn around and you want dessert real quick. Mm-hmm. That's gonna mess you up too. So I have to conscious eating means uh, allowing enough time between different dishes, Mm -hmm. understanding that if I'm going to eat melon, I'm going to eat melon by itself. If I'm going to eat uh, an apple, I can eat it with a banana, but I'm not going to eat an orange with a banana. So conscious eating is understanding what foods combine properly, what you're doing to your food when you add heat to it. Mm -hmm. what you do to yourself when you eat dyes, uh, stuff laced with refined sugar Mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff. So um, I'm just aware. It's Mm -hmm. awareness. Don't believe, let me tell you, Mm -hmm. I'm the girl that thought if the government said it was okay for it to be sold in the supermarket, Mm -hmm. it's okay. I was that girl. I had 150% faith in the government. And until somebody told me they feed chickens arsenic <laughs> and then <that laughs> the government says, okay, for you to smoke cigarettes, that shit might can you be. <laughs> we gonna put the okay stamp on it. Then I got to thinking, oh, sometimes.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: The government might be getting broke off to yes. say it's okay. Might be, and if I'm not taking care mm. of myself, mm-hmm. why should the government care mm. or anybody for that matter? I have to care more about me than anybody on the outside of me. I am number one in my world. I don't know about you, mm. so no, I don't trust the government no more. You put your little stamp of approval on a pack of cigarettes, miss me.
0: Okay, mm. wow,
1: no, I don't trust you.
0: Wow! Sorry, wow. I
1: don't. I don't trust them. Yes. And I, I don't I don't know what all these chemicals is they put in food. Pick mm. up a package and it got two paragraphs in it. I don't know what all that is. I don't know. I don't eat. That's conscious right. eating. No, thanks. I know what an apple is. Bet you that. <laughs> Bet you I know what an orange is. One word. Orange.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, um, so we've been hearing all these years, you know, about superfoods. Name your five favorite superfoods.
1: Well, first of all, we're going to start with berries. Okay. All of them. I love me some berries. Okay. I love nuts and seeds. Boom, we can stop right there. Wow. <laughs> I, I do all of them. I do my, my leafy greens. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with anything that I'm ingesting right now. Mm-hmm. I love my fruits and berries. Mm-hmm. I love nuts and seeds.
0: What's your favorite type of green?
1: Um, I think what I'm loving more than anything right now, we do a lot of kale mm-hmm. and stuff I eat. Oh, um, now, cool. I grew up on college. I do too, girl. And, and <laughs> kale in so many different ways. You know what I mean? Yes. I grew up on collards and mustard. You know how the, our parents used to mix the greens when they cooked them and mm-hmm. stuff? Mm-hmm. I grew up on all that stuff, spinach and everything. I love broccoli. Broccoli is a favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. But I really, really, really love kale. Anyway, we fix it now. The other green that I'm crazy about,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I love it in my juice, is cilantro. Mm. Oh, I love cilantro,
0: but I love drinking cilantro more than anything. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, see, I put kale, kale in my smoothies too. Kale is sweet. A lot of people don't. Sweet the kale, is but. funny. <laughs> Kale's a lick, right? Yes, I love okay. me some kale. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. So kale, that's your you know your favorite green. So broccoli, mm-hmm. love it too. So what kind mm-hmm. of nuts? I know that you are sort oh, of. Oh, you an know, I'm, an,
1: I'm a cashew queen.
0: So yeah, cashew. Oh, okay. So cashews. Love me
1: some cashews. <laughs> you know, I done wrote me a book about cashews. Yes, yes. So yeah,
0: cashews. That yeah. We, we the name of the book hate. is
1: cash in on cashews. You can buy it on Amazon. That's but, right. um you better 50, go ahead. 50 plus desserts made with the cashew nut. And um, I've had a blast uh, uh, uh creating those desserts, and that's why I wrote the book so people could go home. But look, once I learned you could soak that nut. And, and, um, it would take on any
0: flavor that you gave it, whether savory or sweet mm-hmm. girl, the sky was the limit yes. <laughs> queen. So, yeah. So a lot of vegans, they do, they prepare a lot of meals with nuts yes. And, yes. Yeah. Okay. And, and it gives them texture and all kinds of right. things. So what's the name of your book? It's called, can I get it? Yes. Can I'll I show you? Show. Okay. Oh, let me yes. and get it. Okay. <laughs> I <gotta> go <laughs>
1: thank you so much all right it's called cash in on cashews Here it is yes yes Yes. and it's like 50 plus desserts using the cashew nut and it's just got some of the greatest picks on the inside Mm -hmm. of some of the dishes yeah so Y'all pick it up on Amazon. Yes, absolutely.
0: The link link will be attached to this episode. So they will go and get that book. (laughs) That's amazing. So you have been doing so much, especially the past few years. You've made appearances on shows like the Steve Harvey show, Access Hollywood, The Chew. You even had an appearance in one of my favorite shows, Insecure. Yeah, you've been doing it. Don't you just love you have to love Issa. You have to love
1: Issa Ray. Issa came to Inglewood girl. Issa didn't leave nobody out in Englewood. Issa right. is amazing. I don't know nobody else that did that. Had an opportunity to put some on HBO mm-hmm. and bring it to the neighborhood where she grew up. Yes. And and pulled us all in. I didn't even know who Issa Ray was when the little girl came and had <laughs> me on the show. I had no idea who she was, but I know one thing. I love her. Yes. I love the fact that she did not forget. Yeah, yeah, she did it, not forget. Yeah, yeah. Issa and she Issa ended Rachel. the show. She was like, Enough, good,
0: yes, you know, yes, we something else now. Absolutely, I, five seasons, and she did the mic drop, didn't she? She did, honey. She <laughs> never let it go, it never went any place but up for her. Yes, we're gonna
1: yes. end it right now.
0: I love it. I love and it. She is getting yeah. on to bigger and better. This. So, you, you've been bigger and better. Yeah, she's awesome, sister. Yeah, yeah, yes. so and you... every,
1: every show that I've been, you know, they used to have um. I don't know, that show went off the air. Oh, uh, Home and Family. Mm-hmm. I yes, had gone yes. on that show a few times. I actually loved Home and Family, but it's no longer with us. And mm-hmm. the chew is gone.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: I was yeah. on the chew the mm-hmm. very last, one of the very last shows. Yes.
0: yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So but it was fun. When can we expect to see you in your own show? I know you know my manager, Tara. hmm. Tara has a
1: brand new series out called The Right Turn. And I got a part in the right turn. I'm so excited. I get a chance to play Chef Babette. Yes. She a little loose though. She don't go to bed. Look, she don't go to bed at five o'clock in the evening. <laughs> she a little different. She a little different. But um, I'm so excited to just about and and you know what? There's no telling where this is gonna take me. All mm-hmm. I need to do is do what I need to do in this series. And we'll see about me
0: having my own show. But right now I'm good. Yeah. I'm good right here, right now. Oh, yeah. I-, I love it. That's awesome. But you're definitely going places. But you talk about self-love okay? mm. and how that you believe uh, true mm. beauty comes from the heart. So talk about that.
1: So many times we feel like um especially the way that we, we think nowadays Um, when I, when I talk about us being so superficial and all this kind of stuff, I I know that we were born and created in and of love. Mm
3: -hmm. Um,
1: That is why unless monogamy is uh, preferred or chosen, it's difficult for the human species to be monogamous because we are capable of loving so many at the same time. Um, and I I believe that monogamy, like if you're married to your husband, you guys made a choice. We are going to be monogamous Mm -hmm. or we are not.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, but I don't believe it's just a natural phenomenon Mm. for, for humans. Mm -hmm. So I believe that, um, it's not my looks. It's not your looks, Mm -hmm. That, that make me want to deal with you. Because you could be aesthetically in the eyes of whatever beholder, right. one of the most beautiful people on the planet. Right. But ugly on the inside. Yes. Then you ugly to me.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. um Agreed. When I was a little kid, I, I, I didn't have a, I had so many issues. I, I wasn't the person I took up for. For, for the underdog. I was that girl. Um, my heart was always a giving heart, a loving heart. Um, I didn't have a problem with what my friends looked like. I just felt like we all just looked a certain way because we was colored people and that's how we looked. And I was okay with however we looked. So I, I wasn't superficial like that. I never have been that way. I never thought I was what you would consider pretty because back in the day, they made us think if you wasn't looking white, Mm-hmm. and had that long hair Not and good. that light skin, mm-hmm. uh, you was kind of ugly anyway, right. so don't worry about it. Because the brothers would make you feel that way. I took tennis lessons with my ex-sister-in-law, and mm-hmm. she was biracial. So mm-hmm. the bro- I paid the same amount for the tennis lesson she did, mm-hmm. but I was a little bit too colored because mm. he, ain't, he ain't taught me nothing. He was <laughs> spending so much time with her <laughs> that I... <laughs> Well, what about me?
0: Right. Brothers, with, brothers
1: like sisters with long, straight hair and light, light skin. I don't care if her teeth was hanging out her head like this. As long as, as, long as his babies was going to have good hair, he was fooling with us. <laughs>
0: Uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, cause I was, I was born in 1971. I, I, you know, I grew up in the seventies and eighties. I remember that time. So yeah. 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 See you, my daughter's age, but, but
1: yeah, I just, <laughs> you know, you know, you know how I could be. So I never thought I was real pretty and, but I had enough evilness. Um, I had enough evil people in, in my journey mm. that I knew I needed to keep my heart a certain way. Right. And I knew that I looked towards a kind heart faster than mm-hmm. I did a, a handsome or pretty face.
0: Yes. And I yes. am
1: still that way today. I don't, I don't, your feet, I I'm the sister that loves lips. I think black folks got some of the prettiest lips Of anybody on the planet, (laughs) number one, I think we got pretty lips because we got some lips. Yeah, (laughs) and it don't matter to me. I thought George Floyd's lips were unbelievable, and his little girl got the same lips. yes beautiful lips. They stand out. It's not his (laughs) eyes; it was his mouth that stood out. So I I appreciate black beauty, if Mm -hmm. you will. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't have to wear long straight.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have to do none of that right. to, to be okay with me. Yeah. It's my heart. That's where my beauty starts. If you want to know who I am, appeal to my heart. I, yes. I you know I'm good. Yes. I'm good with that.
0: Yeah. Wow. It's so amazing because, you know, we live in a culture that worships beauty, right? And it's so true. I used to show my students this 2020 episode called Privilege in America. And there were just different aspects of privilege. Of course, you know, the privilege of affluence, the privilege of being white. We know about that. The privilege of being beautiful. Um, and it, you know, it showed how people are treated just based on the way they look. Right. Yes. And I used to show them that for a reason, because you have to understand who you are, and you have to understand it and, and and really know how to navigate this world and treat people like people, you know, not just because treat people they look- like
1: you want to be treated.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, not just based on the way they look. You don't respond to people because of what's on the outside, right? Baby, I saw a <laughs> I saw an Indian girl
1: on an episode of an Oprah Oprah Winfrey show years ago. Her picture that she showed most people would have thought this woman is unbelievably beautiful mm-hmm. she got burned in her face her face turned into a mush she's mm-hmm. still moving and grooving baby mm-hmm. if she did not let it stop her because yes. her face was not her yes face was not her what Mm -hmm. she's supposed to do stop living you don't know when this is gonna go you don't never know nothing
0: yes but what you gonna
1: do cease to exist you better uh, be ready for whatever
0: Whatever. You better be ready
1: for whatever and keep it moving and be be on your purpose and understand your purpose, but Mm -hmm. stay on your purpose and don't worry about aesthetics and all that kind of stuff because that shit is in the
0: eye of the beholder. Mm -hmm. Trust me. Yes. Yes. I believe it. I believe it. So you, you have a workout routine.
1: I've got the best little trainer. He's my buddy. (laughs) Uh, and he told me the other day, he said, would you stop calling me a trainer? I got you a no damn puppy and I'm training. <laughs> said, Please not call me a trainer. laughed so hard. I said, okay, I'll stop calling you a trainer. But, um, what he does is he pushes me and I appreciate that. He knows my limits, mm-hmm. but he really pushes me to my limits. Mm-hmm. And, um, we, we spend a lot of time out of doors. We're not big on, I used to go into the gym a lot, but with all the COVIDs and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, Now I just outside, we get fresh air. And mm-hmm. you know, my, my legs won't bulk up. Like if I was on a machine lifting weights, but if I can be strong, he, he hooks me up. He keeps me right. And what he likes to do is he likes to encourage people on the outside to move.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: He, this
1: kid is so strong; he can actually get on a pole and put his whole body out like a flag. Wow! As little as he can be, but he's massively strong, and that is that's why I I, I choose him as my coach, <laughs> not my trainer.
0: <laughs> okay. You know, I
1: try to get it three days a week.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. right, so three days a week. All right, so yeah, I don't feel bad I because I ain't trying yeah. to be
1: no bodybuilder. Yeah, you know, that ain't my groove. I'm
0: just, I just want to stay healthy. That, that's it. That's what I do, three to four days a week. Yeah. Um, so one of my favorite words uh, is passion. Mm-hmm. What's your passion?
1: Uh let's see. I, I think um, my passion, more than anything, is um, loving. Mm-hmm. I um. I, I had a rough childhood and and i i see how um the human race can behave
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: towards one another mm-hmm. um how we behave as family members sometimes and i think for us the way out of mm-hmm. a lot of the crap that we're in right now mm-hmm. is just through the practice of love and loving um yes. I, I i don't see how we, fix any of what's wrong unless we understand and appeal to our heart and go back to what we were created in and of, and that is love. And so to me, that is the answer to all of this um, confusion. Mm -hmm. And um, we're so divided and, and, and we're only, we're look, it's only one race and we're so twisted. And so it's the human race. It ain't white black, yellow, brown, red. Mm -hmm. It's human. It is a species of period, Mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. And we are rolling around here acting like, it's like, I said this on another, a couple of other interviews, but it's almost like daisies hating on tulips. Hmm. It's so ignorant. Wow. So to me, Mm-hmm. Keep love in your heart.
0: Keep love and in just your
1: heart. love, love, just love. That's it. That's my passion. Wow. And I ain't talking about love with some man. And I'm mm-hmm. just talking about loving the whole, loving all of it. Just to love everything, to love you know, to wake up and see the sun, or to feel a raindrop touch your hand, or to be able to smell roses. Mm-hmm. So it's just enough for us to just love.
0: Yeah, that's what I think. That's my passion. Aww. Like I love you. Oh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> I love you too. <laughs> oh my god. So, what are some of the biggest advantages of doing what you do at your age and what are some challenges if any?
1: Biggest advantages, I think right now doing what I do, if I'm able to inspire um that's huge mm-hmm. at 71 years old to be have enough access to enough people to inspire them to be better. That's, that's like a massive, a massive gift. Uh, what else did you ask me? You what said, are some
0: challenges? Are there any challenges? Oh,
1: challenges. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, we all have those, don't mm-hmm. we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> challenges, staying present, mm-hmm. Stay, staying present, staying present. I, I think we live too much in the future or the past, and when I find myself riding in either one of those spaces, I have to reel myself in and be like, "But right now, shit! Right now, you can laugh. Eh? <laughs> you can laugh right a <laughs> second if you want to. You ain't got yes. to about nothing else. You want to laugh? Just laugh. You have the power. Yes. to be happy twenty-four-seven.
0: Oh. but
1: you have to. You have to use the power that you have. And, um, yeah, I think, I think that's what it
0: is. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So what advice do you have for women who are over 40, 50 or 60 and believe that their best years are behind them?
1: Oh my God. No, no, Mm -mm. no. Every step of your journey is important. Mm -hmm. Every single step. I don't care about them numbers of years. They don't have anything to do with your purpose. Hmm. And if you are on your purpose, you ain't questioning that. No, baby, honey, you got a whole bunch of good stuff. Look, there's a picture of a woman. I don't know if she's Native American. I don't know what, who this woman is. Mm-hmm. She had this beautiful long hair and she must have had nine million lines in her face. Mm-hmm. But she was one of the most beautiful women I have ever seen in my life because mm-hmm. every line in her face spoke to her journey.
0: Wow.
1: God bless her. God bless her. Yes. No, let me hang, y'all, 40, 50, 60, do whatever you want to do. Uh-uh, give me some more lines and shit. Because every time I get a line around here, that I let you know I've been laughing my butt off. Yes. So, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The lines speak to the journey. What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. What is wrong? Why wouldn't you want to go as far on this journey as possible? Yes. You, your energy has taken on this beautiful form mm-hmm. and you have an opportunity to be a a, a, a value of service to the whole. Yeah, do that. stop worrying about a number.
0: Oh my goodness, that's stop why I don't like. I don't care another. for filters. You know how people do these filters and they want to. I don't. I don't care for those. I'm like, because how I look is how I look. You're going to get all I, these lines. I, you're going to get this, you know, the, you're going to get this skin. you just going to, this is what it is. This is who I am. Look,
1: <laughs> I'm having an issue right now with makeup. I'm like, you know what? After a while, mm. this stuff here, certain <laughs> places you can't put it. And you still sure <laughs> can't put too much of it on. Now I have melasma. So I have the discoloration of the skin. Mm-hmm. A lot of sun, sun tanning in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Too hot thinking I don't need no cover because mm-hmm. I'm black.
0: Right, either. but you know we do.
1: And mm-hmm. then burn up several times, and mm-hmm. now I have molasses, uneven skin tone. Mm-hmm. So I put a concealer on right, to cover up. But yesterday, girl, I tried to put my concealer on mm-hmm. and had bought a brand new powder.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Every time I looked at myself, I was like, you look dusty and nuts. <laughs> it was It was like. <laughs> so <laughs> the only thing 40 50 60 when you get 70 this skin is a little different when it comes to the paint and stuff you got to mm-hmm. be careful not to be stupid with the paint because mm-hmm. the the skin now is different it's mm-hmm. different it's older okay and it will fall into places where you don't want it to fall now i'm on camera a lot and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff so i i even out the skin tone mm-hmm. But you know what, I'm also, it, it, this is the way I feel when I got to put it on, I'd be like, oh, God, <laughs> I got to go in here and do this. I got to try to put these eyebrows on. And it takes me about 45 minutes every day to do this face. Uh-huh. But that's all, that's all I got for it. That's all I got. I'm not putting on no eyelashes. Uh-huh. I'm not. I'm not getting ready to do none of that stuff. And really what I would prefer to do, if I wasn't on this thing with you today, mm-hmm. none of this would have been on anyway. <laughs> when I'm at home, no, I don't care. I don't uh-huh. need no husband. I uh-huh. already got one. He know just what I look
0: like. Yes.
1: <laughs> you
0: know, that's how I knew man was a keeper when he saw me without I makeup, makeup and he was people. like, Ooh, girl, you pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so I ain't got to worry
1: about all that you know what I mean I can just be me and I think that's what it is when we're okay like you said okay in your own skin yes. and you're just okay with who you are it's a beautiful thing because I don't know it's it's your heart anyway that's what they're gonna see first that's what I'm gonna see first
0: oh absolutely like, yeah. I agree
1: this is oh my great. gosh
0: yes thank you so much for being on the show with me today Chef Babat. Oh. Girl, you are just uh, a force uh, in and of <laughs> yourself, and I just appreciate what you're putting out into the world, and uh, and everything about you. I'm so glad that you agreed to meet. Well, listen me. to
1: this. I cannot inspire you lest you inspire me. Oh, oh, thank you. That's so sweet. So really, we do it all. My every comments on my page they they are inspirations to me. They keep me going. They keep mm-hmm. me wanting to share. So it's never one-sided.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not inspired unless I'm being inspired. They mm-hmm. motivate me. They keep me going. So oh, thank you.
0: Yes, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Well, you'll always have me as a fan. How can people get in touch oh. with you? How can they get in touch well, with social um, media? Instagram, and-
1: mm-hmm. share my bed, uh Facebook. Now mm-hmm. them youngsters on Instagram, they kind of funny style. Some things you post on Instagram, they be like, uh, all right. Can post anything on Facebook, they'd be like, Child, yeah, yes. Girl. <laughs> so, I'm Chef Bet also on, on Facebook, Chef Bet on Instagram. I don't do Twitter because I don't get it, but I'm Chef Bet on Twitter, and I'm probably on LinkedIn, and I don't do LinkedIn either, probably should, but I don't get it either. So, right now, Instagram.
0: Facebook, Chef Babette. Okay. All right. Your websites? Do you have any and website? And my website is,
1: yes. oh yeah, uh, <clears throat> Chef Babette hyphen, Chef, Chef hyphen Babette, love Chef Babette. I got all kind of, I don't know.
0: You do. Kind of, I'll put them in the show notes.
1: Thank you, boo. <laughs> you know, I'm so confused. They got all kind of stuff going on with me. I'm into juicing, so the Juice Guru the w- website, I got that going yes. on. All
0: yes. Yeah. I'll Officially, make sure that they have all of that. So, they can get at you you and get you and buy your book and just continue to support you. You are an inspiration to so many women. I just wanna thank you you, once again. I've enjoyed you too. Oh, thank you. All right. Chef Babette is a whole mood. Not only is she sweet, funny, and down to earth, she is as real as they come. You can follow her on Facebook and Instagram at Chef Babette. Her restaurant, Stuff I Eat, is located at 114 North Market Street in Inglewood, California. You can purchase her book, Cash In on Cashews, 50 Plus Desserts Using One Nut on Amazon. To learn more about Chef Babette and for some delicious vegan recipes, you may visit her website at chef-b.com.